Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 49 of the Camino Voice. On this episode, I get to speak to the operator of Pope Chiropractic. Please welcome Dr. Zach Pope. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, Subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I got to speak to Dr. Zach Pope, who's the son of Dr. Ray Pope, who you might remember from episode 46. And I've actually known Zach for a really long time. I was really good friends with his younger brother. And... Um, so anyways, and I, like I said in a previous episode, I've been going to Pope Chiropractic since I was a little kid. So um, it was really fun to be able to talk with him, though, and hear his story, uh, how he got interested in chiropractic, uh, and kind of how that came about that he joined up with his dad's practice. And um, so anyways, I was really looking forward to this conversation. And uh, so, yeah, uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Zach Pope. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice. Today, I'm here with the operator of Pope Chiropractic. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Zach Pope. Thanks, Brandon. Good to be here. Yeah. So um, before we get started with all the questions, tell us a little bit about Zach. Um, well, I first off, I just wanted to like put a little blurb in. This is a you know, thank you for giving me a platform to talk about my life and stuff. It's and the island where we live. It's really cool. Um, but I want to just encourage people to, um, before they listen to this, um, go and seek out some um, information about um, people of color and listen to maybe some stories that you wouldn't have otherwise listened to. So I don't want to tell people not to listen to this, but just listen to that first. So thanks for, for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, about myself, um, I don't know, <laughs> we're, we've been friends for a really long time, so, um, we got to share a lot of experiences together growing up, and, um, they were, they were really good on the whole, so, um, I grew up here mostly on Camino, I think my family moved in 1990, and, um, yeah, built a house in the middle of the field, and, um, got to play and romp and rollick and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very cool. So how was growing up on Camino Island for you? Um, you know, it was really interesting. We, we moved up from Edmonds and, uh, I, I remember having a friend who had a house on Camino and we, I went over to his house. Like it, it was a friend from Edmonds. So we kind of like, like, oh, you live on, you have a house on Camino, cool. And then I went and played with him, you know, at his house. And I distinctly remember how his neighborhood was super cool um, because there were, like, um, roads all over the place, paved paved areas and no houses. And so we had a blast, like, going up and down and back and forth, having races and stuff. And uh, in my later years, I kept looking for this community that he lived in because I, I couldn't place it in my head. And, and then one day I just, I was working, um, checking, uh, 
water levels at a at a um, reservoir in um, I can't remember where it was now. It might have been um, down at the country club, and I realized this is where I played with my friend back when we were little. Except there's houses here now, <laughs> and I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, that that place still existed. It just had houses. So it was a development that hadn't been developed yet. Okay. Um, so I I just remember um, there, you know, just being like um, really steady growth throughout my time growing up, and um, that's been exciting. It's changed the island a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, what were some of the things you... Well, first of all, how old were you when you moved to the island then? I think I was seven. Oh, okay. I, I was seven, yeah. Okay. So. Um, and then while growing up on the island, what were some of the activities you guys would do mm-hmm. with your friends and stuff? Um, we built a lot of forts. We used to have uh, pine cone wars where we'd throw pine cones at each other. <laughs> Not a lot to do. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, yeah, capture the flag. A lot of a lot of outdoor stuff. Um, I remember um, swimming down at Slotty Bay quite a bit. Um, we used to go down to the beach a lot as well, build campfires and stuff. Yeah, so. nice. Um, so <clears throat> I know that you're. Uh, I interviewed your dad a couple episodes ago. Um, but what got you interested in chiropractic? Because just I, I think. We do, as, as kids, we look up to our parents, and then, like, different times, we're like, oh, maybe we'll do what they do. Um, but what kind of got you interested in it? Yeah, totally. Um, I, having grown up with it, it, it was kind of just a norm, normal thing for me. Um, it's what I knew and what I was exposed to. So um, I think for a lot of people, it's kind of like, oh, this, like, really weird thing changed my life, and now I'm a chiropractor. And for me, it was just like, oh, this is what I'm used to. And and then, so that was how I was exposed to it, of course, was just having my dad be a chiropractor and then seeing people um, uh, get better and, and do really well with the care that he was giving them. So I saw that over the years consistently, um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, cool. And then... Uh, uh, why is chiropractic, like, what makes chiropractic different? Or, like, why did you choose chiropractic over other medical doctorates or degrees? Yeah. Um, chiropractic is really unique. It it doesn't use, in fact, it discourages um, drugs and surgery when needed. I mean, it, it still, of course, allows for that um, when patients need it. But it's the therapies that we're able to provide for, for people um, allow them to get off of those kinds of things and not rely on um, things that can can cause harm in other ways. So I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, that that, was, that really sets it apart to me. Yeah. Um, was there something that, as far as with chiropractic concerned, did, like were you at, when you were like getting ready to be done with high school and stuff? What, oops, sorry. <laughs> Ignore that sound. Um, was there something that, uh, like, did you kind of always feel like you would probably follow after the path of what your dad did? Or did you, were you looking at different professions and then just kind of, like, realize, ah, oh, those aren't really for me? Yeah. Um, I thought a healthcare-related profession would be really cool. Um, so I did, um, I did some 
of the prereqs. Um, kind of, I you know, I kind of like took the slightly more advanced biology class because I knew that that would count um, for the next in the series type of a thing um, when I was going to Skagit when I first started college. And then um, that kind of set me up to kind of do that and then also pursue um, Spanish language studies at the same time. So um, I didn't, at that point, I wasn't sure that I was going to go into chiropractic, but I figured that that would at least be an option or something similar. Um, so, and I was able to kind of do the pre-med and the chiropractic or the Spanish at the same time. So that, okay. was, that was really fun. What was the, why did you end up focusing on uh, Spanish? Um, there were, there's some uh, really meaningful experiences with uh, some orphanages down in Mexico that I worked in um, through high school. So I thought, oh, man, this would be so cool to learn how to um, communicate with people, you know, in their language. I'm going to their space. It would be pretty cool if I could if I could communicate them with them in their language. So um, they're gracious in teaching me, too, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> they make fun of you a little bit, probably, along the way. Of course. You have to have fun <laughs> with it. <laughs> um very cool. So in the conversation with your, your dad, he mentioned that there's very few colleges that offer chiropractic school. Um, where did you end up attending? Yeah. Um, it's Well, so uh, I got married right after undergrad, so 2006. And um, my wife still had some sisters in high school. And, and so we were, um, you know, dedicated to, like, being part of their cheering them on in basketball and whatnot. Um, so we decided to hold off on chiropractic school for a couple of years and, um, stay around here. So that was, that was cool. And during that time I was, um, doing a couple more prereqs for chiropractic college. At that point I kind of knew that chiropractic was the, the direction I wanted to go. Um, but the, uh, I, I was going to go to South Carolina cause there's a good school out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I might have botched the question. I forgot what you asked. Oh, just where, where did you end up oh, going? Oh, where there? we ended up going. Yeah. Um, so I, we were planning on going to South Carolina, but in that interim, I was actually um, I was swimming quite a bit at the sports club at the time. And um, there was a guy there swimming also, and he's he was swimming really fast. And so I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and so I started talking to him. Oh, he's uh, Dr. Williamson. He was a chiropractor in Stanwood. And so, our, you know, we began a friendship and, um, he, he was like, Hey, you know, like you're having such a hard time thinking about leaving this, you know, this, the Northwest and, um, being away from family and stuff, just go to Portland. That's what I did. And so, so that kind of led me down to go to Portland, um, to university of Western States. And, and it was a good, good situation because, um, it was a good school and we were able to still, um, maintain our ties with Camano whilst far away enough so, yeah 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 very cool um so then <clears throat> um so you went to portland during your time there as you were getting closer to graduating what were what was kind of your thought process during that time mm -hmm. um we we really liked portland a lot um and so i, I was kind of like looking for options to stay in portland back and forth and then um I, you know, I, I guess I just saw like the market was pretty saturated by chiropractors down there and 
we were like, well, we could stay here, start our own practice, we could join a practice, lots of different options. Um, and, and then we we're kind of like, well, <laughs> we could just go back to our community and I could work, you know, in a family practice and, or at least see if, if that would be a possibility. Um, gosh, that would be pretty awesome. Cause we loved living, like when we first got married, we lived on Camino for a while and, um, it was awesome. So we thought, well, we will end up doing that. So that's when the, the question got brought to my dad, <laughs> see if he'd have space for me. So, and he did for a little while, but then, then we didn't have space. And so we had to move to next to you guys. So, yes. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, very cool. So that was a, like, you guys have kind of come to the decision, like, this might work out well if I worked with you. Yeah. And so then you just called them up out of the blue? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of asked for the interview. Okay. <laughs> oh, how did that go? Did, how did he, I guess, like, what was his initial reaction with how that all happened? Oh, it was, it was encouraging. I don't think he thought very much about it, um, which maybe he should have, but no. <laughs> Um, no, I'm glad that, that he just said yes. And it's, it's been really cool. Yeah. So, very yeah. cool. I think he, he made a lot of sacrifices to make it happen too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That was, um, you know, when I was, I, I mentioned on the podcast before, but, um, I grew up, you know, my dad had businesses and started new businesses and was working on all these, um, businesses and projects that he had. And I was like, well, I want to get, like, I'll just end up joining the family business. I'll just join, do that. And um, I remember him sitting me down one day and was like, so what are you planning on doing after high school? I was like, well, I was just going to join up with the family business. And he's like, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, eight, nine years later, eventually made it back to the family business. But uh, it was a longer (laughs) journey around. (laughs) I thought it was going to be a simple just, you know, We'll just jump right in, but uh, no, it, it ended up being really, really good. Um, I learned a lot of great skills throughout college, um, going for a mechanical engineering degree. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot working in the field as an engineer, um, and so it was really, really good for me to have those outside experiences and bring something to the table rather than just myself, mm-hmm. um, but actually have some skills and knowledge that I could bring to the table as well. So mm-hmm. um, I just find it funny that <laughs> I yeah. was like, I'm going this way. And it's like, no, you, you can't. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, very cool. So what did that look like when you, when you got started with him? What, how did that talk us through that process? Um, well, let's see here. How did it work? It was just as we were coming out of the recession. So that was probably, well, I don't know if it was a good, good time or a bad time to come on, but, um, we were used to living, um, pretty simply. And so I guess that was a good time to start because, um, yeah, it was a different business outlook outlay than even than it is now with all the stuff that's going on. Um, uh, so it was, we kind of just patched it together. I guess it was, it was, <laughs> it was bootstrapping a business that had already been bootstrapped many years before and was already great. But, um, when I came on, it was just, it added a different dimension. And so, um, we kind of had to, um, patch it together and make it work. And it seems like it did. So, yeah. So when you were starting on then, um, and I, this is something I think about when it comes to the medical community in general, because 
with the medical community, you are dealing with human beings and their health things. And if you mess up, you are messing someone else up, like physically <laughs> somehow. So I've always wondered, like, what is it like for you when you start working in the real world? Um, I know that you do a lot of internships and stuff like that throughout college, and maybe that's better to speak to. But what is that like when you first, like, have to put your hands on a patient and... Like, actually, like, all right, I got to do this back crack. And, like, they seem forcible. <laughs> so what was that like for you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess back in, in college, that's when you do your first neck adjustment on a patient. It's um, it's kind of unnerving. Um, <laughs> uh, I know, yeah, I don't know. There is a little bit of fake it till you make it, I guess. I mean, you had, we, they give you the, the tools that you need to have yeah. when you graduate. They don't let you graduate unless you have the tools. So in that case, it's not faking, but, um, there's, there's kind of like, I guess at the beginning of someone's profession, like maybe you have a lot of head knowledge and then not a lot of experiential knowledge. Right. And, and that's, that's worth something. Um, so I, I kind of tried to draw from that as much as I could because yeah. that's the only thing I had to draw from. And then um, and then as time goes on. I, I also remember um, I was, when I first started, I had a really hard time with my hands shaking, which is um, not a good thing no. as a patient <laughs> if you have your chiropractor's hands and they're holding your neck and they're shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> so... Um, I was like, whoa, this is going to be really hard. Um, and so I, uh, I, I realized I was also drinking a ton of coffee at the point, at that point, really good coffee too, by the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> Camino coffee roasters coffee. Um, but it was, I was, I was just a little bit too caffeinated, I think. And so I, I went decaf, which is also really good from Camino <laughs> coffee roasters. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that kind of helped with the, the trembling. And then I had kids and I needed the caffeine, but I wasn't as nervous, so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, because I, I imagine when it comes to, like, chiropractic and, like, a lot of the medical stuff, like, you have to be, uh, well, one, like, if you don't do enough pressure, you could screw it up, too. So you have to do mm -hmm. enough pressure and quickly enough and, like, you have to do it at speed in order for it to work. Yep. And not mess anything else up. <laughs> Yep. So like that was something like I when I've been adjusting stuff, it's something where I'm like, how do they learn to do this? Yeah. And then what you were speaking to as well as just the the confidence and stuff like that. Like if you're talking to a doctor, your chiropractor, and you're like, so this is what I think is going on. You're like, well, I'm not really sure, but if I had to guess, like it's probably this. Like that just doesn't exude confidence, and you're probably thinking, yeah. I don't know that I should keep coming to this chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's a, um, it's, it's kind of a fine line to draw because you, part of what I like about my job is I get to be inquisitive about, about people, um, you know, what's, what's contributing, what's going on with them, who, you know, who they are, why they are, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I get to ask a lot of questions. And in that case, I'm the one that doesn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. So the patient gets to teach me. Um, and, and so I, I found that to be uh, something I really enjoy. Yeah. And it is really important, but then I kind of have to know how to do the job too. So. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> most of the time that happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 
Um, cool. So then you started working with your dad. Um, <clears throat> what was that? Were you doing a lot of like, um, as far as like getting started, were you doing, uh, probably not job shadowing, but like doing the work while your dad was standing there with you? Or did he kind of just throw you into the deep end and have you start working one-on-one with patients right away? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a, a period of about three or four weeks between when I graduated and when um, I got my license. <clears throat> actually, I think it was more than that. Anyway, something like that. So I wasn't able to actually adjust patients until my license went through. Right. Um, so every morning I'd log on to the Department of Health website and check my my name to see if I had a license number or not, you know, and, and then, um, as soon as it happened, um, I, they started putting patients on my schedule. So I was, I was, um, helping out with, um, kind of rearranging the office to allow for both of us to work at the same time. And then I was, um, shadowing him, maybe helping with chart notes, that kind of thing, um, in that interim. And then as soon as my license went through, he was like, all right, go for it. Here's some patience. <laughs> and I think um, I, I, that, was, that was good. I, I think it would be hard to just kind of say go for it to someone who you knew was new. <laughs> yeah. But he did. And so it was a learning experience. Yeah. I, I got to just jump in feet first, I guess. Yeah. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> so then over the, the – so that was kind of when you started then. How was that – not just the relationship between you and your dad, but how has the business evolved and you evolved with it? How has that kind of changed over the last, is it eight years that you've been working? Eight plus? Yeah, it was, uh, it'll be nine, nine this October. Okay. So, yep. Um, the business has changed. Uh, we've expanded our hours. We were working together um, every day, overlapping most of the day um, to start with, which was really fun. I really enjoyed that, and I think he did too. Um, but it just got, it got kind of too crowded. And so, um, we, we kind of split the days up and, um, just changed how we did, um, scheduling. So that's, that's been good. It's increased our availability for patients. And then, um, it's, it's given us some time to kind of regroup between, um, shifts working with patients. So. Um, so in that respect, I guess our hours have expanded. Um, we've gone from uh, the two of us and then uh, two front desk um, people and a massage therapist. Now we have, I think, 12 employees. Um, so that's changed how the flow is and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. And you guys... Um uh, so on top of just being chiropractic, though, um, you guys have ex- like you guys have continued to expand in more than just that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are kind of like the core tenets of your business? Mm-hmm. We touched on a little bit in the com- with the interview with your dad on the like the five I think it was five keys of health. Oh yeah. Um, which yeah. maybe if you can, because I don't remember them, uh, you might want to review them. <laughs> That's right. I might want to review them. <laughs> If if you like a good review, definitely refer back to the interview with Dr. Ray. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, what what are kind of the core tenets of your business? Yeah. Um, 
gosh, well, you know, our, our official line is injury recovery and wellness restoration for children and adults. So um, that's kind of an overall encompassing, kind of, <clears throat> this is what we do. Um, I, I think something that's really important um, that I, I see in my coworkers, members of the team, is that we all, like, we're invested in the community we're invested in, our patients, we're investing in, in each other, um, and on on more than just a this is my job, you know, like we're here to be in, ingrained, integrated into um, people's lives in a really unique way that we get to do that. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of a something that that goes below the surface and something that I really appreciate about. Um, the people I get to work with. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how has your business, how has it expanded into other realms um, apart from just chiropractic? Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> uh, massage and chiropractic care go together like peanut butter and jelly. Um, they, so, so as we've grown our chiropractic services, we've increased our um, massage offerings as well. Um, and we've been really blessed with um, some excellent therapists who um, we work really well with and have for a really long time. Um, so that's that's probably our biggest department. And then um, we've had some ancillary services alongside too, um, nutrition and um, spinal rehab. So I think the nutrition, um, we're going to get some other like-minded people on that can spearhead that and really spend the time with patients um so that's that's kind of next for that and then um and then we use it as a supportive therapy like for for patients if we see something that's lacking nutritionally mm -hmm. then yeah we've got that so yeah and then the spinal rehab um it's it's just to support um what we're doing from a chiropractic standpoint mostly so Okay. How, how is that different, the spinal rehab versus chiropractic and stuff? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's more strength and strengthening oriented. Okay. So I, it's, it's part of the, it's really ingrained in, in the chiropractic therapy, um, but it's just to, it's to help patients um, become less reliant on us as they get better and, and more empowered to heal themselves. Yeah. So. There's, there's a time for both of those. So typically early on in the healing process, it's more patient getting care from us and we're, we're doing the therapy, um, the adjustments and whatnot. And then, um, and then as they progress through, then, then they get the tools to take it, take it on themselves. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, that's actually, um, I found is something, I don't know if it's just recently cause I'm getting older. Um, <laughs> But I feel like sometimes I'll get adjusted and then um, feel like I, I go out. But then, and and then with talking with you guys, it's been like, well, if you help strengthen some of your other muscles, um, like your back muscles, stuff like that, to help, yeah. that'll help keep my spine in, in, in line. So, um, you know, I, I've seen a little bit of that happen. And I, you know, so then I started doing a little bit of back exercise and stuff and it, yeah. it helped it keep it aligned for longer and I felt stronger because mm -hmm. um, I've gone through different periods where I felt like um, 
Like, I feel like one wrong move and my back's going to go out and it's going to hurt really bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, through those strengthening of those muscles, like core and stuff like that, have really helped in keeping that. Cool. Um, so, yeah. No, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what are you guys, what are some of the plans that you guys have for the future for the for Pope Chiropractic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I mentioned, we want to... Um, continue offering more nutritional services for patients um probably by adding someone else um, who specializes in that and then um our massage therapist department is um uh, constantly expanding so i'm really excited for that Um, kind of just doing more of what we're doing now yeah um, so that we can increase our offerings to more people yeah so increase the reach um so that scaling process is pretty slow because, like, we really care about who we work with. <laughs> right. So right. Um, so there's that. But that's okay. Yeah. No, that's that's neat. And, um, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things from your massage therapist or about your massage therapist that you have on, on your team. And yeah. Yeah. We've got a good team. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. All right. Um, well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid-fire questions. Uh, so the first one is, uh, do you have a lesser known or favorite location on Kamano Island that you like to hang out? Mm, yeah. Um, well, Kamano Ridge Road Trail um, is it's my favorite place. Um, it's just a lot of trails with woods, and it's really pretty. Um, so that's my, my favorite place. I'm there a few times a week running. Okay. So Your I'm dad mentioned that place, too, yeah. and... Prior to you guys mentioning, I hadn't heard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess they just never go out there. But that's just off, it's just off Camino Ridge? Yep, there's a parking lot, a uh, big gravel parking lot off of Ridge Road on the east side of the, the road, um, kind of right across from Carp Lake. Okay. And there's another access point down by Cancun Road, which is just behind the county shed area. Oh, okay. So that's the one I usually go to. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I, I was running there uh, last week, and it was very quiet, and there was a little bit of rain pitter-pattering down, and I was in the zone, and I came around a corner, and there was a mama duck with about 12 chicks, <laughs> and they were freaking out, running with me, and I was kind of freaking out because I didn't <laughs> want to step on them, and <laughs> it, was, it was like this chance meeting in the middle of the woods. <laughs> So it kind of made me happy. <laughs> they were doing their thing. Yeah. <laughs> Very surprised now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Pretend you have a friend coming from out of a town uh, to visit. What would their first day look like here? Mm. Yeah. If they like to get on the trail, they would go to the, go to the Ridge Road or to Barnum Point. Uh, we take a lot of people to Barnum Point. It's such a good place to yeah. uh, experience some trails and then... Um, you know, some of the best best beach that we've got here on Camino. So Yeah. I still actually haven't made it down to the beach portion of Barnum Point. Oh yeah. So there's two you know, two main beach accesses. Okay. The one that's directly across from Driftwood Shores is really cool, especially when the tide's changing. Yeah. Because the water just rips out of to Triangle Cove. Okay. And, yeah. Nice. Very cool. So. Um who is an interesting or fascinating person that I should interview next? Yeah. Um I have a friend, Linda Sanchez, and I'll get you her info, but um, she's got a really unique, um, cool story. So 
That should be an option. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Uh, and lastly, if you could have a message on a billboard on Camino Island, right as you're driving up on the island, what would that say? Hmm. I would like it to say one day, um, peace, peace for everyone. And, yeah. And mean it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Um, very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Dr. Zach Pope for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other Islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to kamenocommons.com slash EP49. That's kamenocommons.com slash EP49. Thanks for listening and see you next time.